Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now. I'm wearing headphones rocketed back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live on Game Plus Television from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We're also on iHeartRadio, YouTube, and WQEE Atlanta, where we are Atlanta's NHL show. We've got Jock Wilson here from QR Calgary Radio. I was saying to him in the break, this is exactly the kind of show I want, and I appreciate you, Jock, for making that happen. Two guys talking sports that reasonably know what we're talking about. I'd like... (laughs) In a bar. In a bar. Well, great point. A casino. A great eagle. And my guy, Kevin the Medium, writes in, and I just had lunch with him yesterday. Thank you for lunch, Kevin. He says, uh, where is it? He goes, oh, I should have come down to Gray Eagle today. Jock is amazing. Kevin is a Stampeders season ticket. He's a season ticket holder of the Stampeders, but a Lions fan. Figure that one out. Hmm. From Vancouver. Maybe because Sean Lemon is there now. Yeah, the Lemonator. <laughs> what happened? How do they not keep him here? All-star? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a great question, Rod. And I, 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 I'm, I'm a little concerned with the Stampeders. You know, losing Jameer Thurman. And I get Jameer, good buddies with Bo. You know, going to Hamilton, you know, losing Fraser Sopic is, you know, from a Canadian kid, you know, a, a nationality is so important with Fraser. Great on special teams. That's a big blow. Uh, you know, you, you lose Flo or Amalade, and that is, you know, like Flo is going to be the next star defensive lineman in this league. Uh, he's trending that direction already. Um, you know, yes, you, you, you lost Stefan Banks as well. But, um, hey, you, you, you got James Vodders coming back. And James Vodders was part of that uh, 2018 championship team for Calgary. You know, you've got uh, Hauser coming coming in, you know, free agent signing out of Hamilton. So it's going to be different. But it's are they going to be as good as I mentioned off the top? I, I don't know. And it's all going to boil down to quarterbacking, as it always does in this league. So what is Jake Mayer going to do? Jake Mayer, remember his last game last season, he got pulled. very good. And got, got, pulled, got yanked. Yeah. Got yanked. And so he's going to have to be a lot better. Uh, than he was last year. I thought he was good, but he wasn't great. So we'll see. Well, so there's a lot of topics on the table here, and we appreciate the audience chiming in too, whether it be from our listeners and viewers or live at the Gray Eagle Resorting Casino. Uh, Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says the Stanley Cup champion definitely comes out of the East this year. You would think that, but they didn't last year. Colorado came from the West, and John Paddock was on this show a month ago saying, 
you know, the head coach of the Regina Pats, but also former head coach of the Winnipeg Jets and Ottawa Senators. He's like, you could sit back and wait for the East to beat the hell out of each other if you're the West and make it easy in the Stanley Cup final. Bill Johnson watching from the Queen City says those Vegas helmets are the most horrible things I've ever seen. Are they worse than Los Angeles's? The silver? Get, yeah. yeah. I don't like the gold. They look like those chocolates yeah. that come in the gold uh, foil. How about that? I think they're kind of goofy, <laughs> but all about marketing, Jock, as you know. Yes. Uh, from Northside in Edmonton says, I like this guy talking about the facts. Stampeders just won't be that team this year. I said he's from Edmonton. <laughs> so a team that hasn't won a game at home since the Trump administration. Yeah, what are the Elks going to be this year? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a fair question. Um, again, boils down to quarterbacking. Taylor Cornelius, is he going to be your guy, you know, with his completion rate? Uh, they've got some weapons, and we've seen Chris Jones in action before. It usually takes Chris Jones two or three or four years to really get his yeah. team where he wants to be. I, I think he's a good football man. I'm not sure he's a good person, but he's a good football man. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, Edmonton, I don't have a good read on right now. Well, I got to say this. I was, I, you were sitting down here in hour one when I was talking about driving to Canmore yesterday, listening to the, um, it was ESPN radio, and there was two analysts talking about March Madness. And they said, these are just normal teams that would play in front of a thousand people on any given Saturday. Mm -hmm. But because it's March Madness, it's on ESPN, and it's a big deal. I just, I just love the sports talk. You know, we don't need to get too analytical here. And let's remember something. I haven't even asked you about the NFL, and now would be a good time to do that. Let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet next year yeah. if they ever get the deal worked out. All these players in and out. Sean Lemon leaving. You said or Ormelade. I can't even say his name, but he's gone. What? How do, if you're a fan, how do you keep it straight? Bo Levi's yeah. in Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's, that, that's, that's uh, you know, interesting because Bo... Bo, has, when, when he was in his prime before his shoulder surgery, he was by far the best quarterback in the league. But he needs to win a couple of more championships before you can put him in the conversation of Anthony Calvillo you know, or Doug Flutie as, as one of the best ever in this league. Now, does he still have game? Is he still going to be able to get the job done in Hamilton? Hamilton is, uh, is betting on that. It's going to be weird. And, and did the CFL miss a marketing opportunity? when they didn't have Hamilton come to Calgary for a game this year. You know they it's, missed it. It's kind of sad from that, uh, from that perspective. But I'm talking all, I'm sorry, yeah, but all I, leads, I the movement, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, you know, you, you take care of the, uh, the elite and you try to keep your elite there. And if you can keep your elite there, uh, you, you, move, you, move some, good point. you move some deck chairs, right? You, yeah. You know, deck chairs in the Titanic. That's what you, uh, you sort of look at. And then you get teams, you know, you, the NHL trade deadline was a perfect example. You know, the Habs trying to load up like the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, did that, uh, was it too many trades? Was it, uh, you know, too much change in the dressing room? We're going to find out. But no, you, you know, you, you still have your best players. And, and, you know, obviously that's why you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl in Edmonton. And, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you look at that Tampa Bay team. I, I'm not counting out Tampa Bay yet because they still got a great goaltender. They still have one of the best defensemen in the National great Hockey League. Great coach, too. Yeah, they got a great coach. They've got, you know, Calgary's own Braden Point. They've got Steven Stamkos. You know, they still got some really, really important pieces. And is their window shrinking a little bit? Yes. But they're still a very, very good team. So well, hey, it's going to be fun. With the trade deadline, what did I see? On the, I watched the order game on Saturday. They won at Seattle, and I think they said they're like 12-2 and two since the trade deadline or something. Yeah. And they didn't do much. They got one guy, Matthias Eckholm, and he's yeah. been great. He has been. But you yeah. look at the teams, 
that have sprung forward in the standing since then. It, it really d reminded me that the trade deadline could make or break you in terms of being a Stanley Cup contender. Look at the Islanders languishing around the playoff line and they get uh, Bo Horvat. Mm -hmm. It's not just what he's done on the ice. I think it's what he's done in the room. He's a leader, John. Yeah. Yeah, normally it's that one or two little pieces that you can add to your right. team. You know, Daryl did that when he won Stanley Cups in, in Los Angeles. You know, you can go way back to the Islanders uh, back in the days of the 80s when, you know, you add Butch Goring and, you you know, you, you add some nice pieces like that. So, uh, it, it, it's yeah, but only one team wins the Stanley Cup, right? you got you got 31 teams that are going to be very disappointed, except for the team that gets Connor Bedard. Well, do we want to go down that road? Um, uh, I just, there's a message here. Whoa, what happened? We dropped something. Know. Hey, Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame writes in and says, Mount Royal U wins the U Sports women's in a wild finish. UNB beat Alberta in the men's. Very good games. Mm -hmm. Yes, we talked about it last hour, Craig, just so you know. I had it in my sports update. Um, We're still disappointed that the men's dino hockey program lost to the host team is the number one seed. That was a shocker. That was Friday night. It set a record for consecutive yeah, wins. Yeah, this 23 year? consecutive wins during the regular season. Of course, win their first uh, Canada West Championship since 1996. So Mark Howell was getting the job done. I don't think anybody saw that first round upset coming on Friday night. It's funny. Uh, I'll sprinkle in as many comments as I can from the audience without being too much of a squirrel here. But Dan Asham in Winnipeg says, "Do you think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have a good chance to win the Grey Cup this year, Rod?" Well, they've been in the last three straight, just like you said with the Lightning, have been in the last three Stanley Cups. So why wouldn't we think the Blue Bombers have? They did very little at the free agency because they didn't have to do too much. Although Kenny Lawler was a pretty good pickup. Went going back there. Yeah, yeah it didn't work. Well, sometimes guys don't yeah. fit in certain places. Look at Derek Dennis coming to Saskatchewan, lasted one year, yeah. couldn't wait to get out. You brought up Bedard. Did you see the media talk as mom? coming out on Instagram saying our privacy is being infringed. This is crazy. We got people hiding in our backyard, waiting for us in our front yard. Connor needs security to leave the brand center after games. Insane. Hockey's king in this country. Hockey's king. Well, I said, Jock, I lived in that city for a very long time, Regina. I don't know how the fans find out where Paul McCallum, the rider kicker, lived to throw yeah. manure on his lawn. I didn't even know where he lived. Or Darian Durant. Or Bedard. Like, this is borderline creepy. Well, and, and that's one of the reasons, you know, going off on a different tangent here, you look at a guy like Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk was under the spotlight here in Calgary. He couldn't go to the Grey Eagle Casino because he would get recognized. He, you know, couldn't have a night out with the boys or anything like that. You know, they have some bars here in the city where, you know, they have back rooms that they can go and, uh, you know, have their own little private parties. You can't go to a grocery store. You can't, you know, your neighbors know who you are. You, you don't really have a life. Hey, you, you know Matthew, you know Florida. He can, uh, you know, wear his shorts. He can uh, wear his flip-flops. Uh, people don't really recognize who he is. Wayne Gretzky had the same thing in California. Wayne Gretzky talked about he was able to walk down the street and he might get recognized the odd time, but in general, no. He enjoyed that. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's being, you know, not, uh, you know, especially as a hockey player. I'm sure if you're a football player in California, you know, you're, you're going to get noticed pretty quickly yeah. and everything from that standpoint. So, again, depending on the sport that you play. So I, I do understand that because you do have to have a life every once in a while. And, and, you, and you see it from radio. You know, radio, no one really recognizes who Jock Wilson is because I've been in radio all my life. But as soon as you're on television and everything else, you know, it's a different world, right?
I don't know, man. This is funny because Peter Marr, the Hall of Fame voice of the Flames, yeah. was down here last week, and people were showing up to take their pictures with him. And what did I tell you about today? People saying, oh, we know Jock, yeah, and people Peter's are writing legend, in. Though. Peter's a legend. As are you. Don't, don't. <laughs> but I need your opinion on this. Okay. And it's an 11-11 mountain, by the way, folks. So uh, just visualize a positive outcome. I don't know if you're into numerology or not, but... <laughs> We're having fun with this debate, Jocko. Okay. The odds to finish with the worst record in the NHL, thus the Bedard sweepstakes. Mm -hmm. Columbus is a minus 195, they lead. And then it's San Jose plus 175, followed by Chicago, Anaheim, Montreal, and long shots are Philly and Arizona. Is there somebody of that group that you really don't want him to go to or somewhere <laughs> that you'd really like him to go to? Oh, you know what? It, it's funny because you could talk about tanking in the National Hockey League. What's the best way to tank in the National Hockey League without technically tanking? It's to get rid of your number one goaltender. That's exactly what Columbus did. You know, so <laughs> and it's working. <laughs> and it's working. Exactly right. So yeah. that's the best way to tank. And, you know, I, hey, I, I love Johnny Goudreau. And, and talk about a player that could turn an organization around quickly. You know, you have Patrick Lyonne there. You have Johnny Goudreau there. All of a sudden, you had a Connor Bedard there. I, I would think you had a few pieces in free agency. I think it would turn that organization around. Hey, we're, we're, we're in Canada. Would you love to see Connor Bedard in Montreal's uniform? Yeah, of course you Ooh, would. That'd be something. Of course, of course you would. So um, I'd love to see him in a Flames uniform, for goodness sakes. The only uniform I don't want to see him in is an Edmonton's uniform, but they're not going to get him, so that's okay. Yeah. Well, I say that because I, I rankled people in Columbus when I said I don't want him to go there, and I don't. They've never won anything. They've been horrible yeah. for 22 years. At least Montreal and Chicago have won 30 combined Stanley Cups. Anaheim at least have one. I'd be okay with them going to San Jose. They've done something as an organization. Yeah. Arizona is just a wasteland. Arizona, though, if you talk to, you know, the, the scouts and people that talk about development, they've got some pieces. They've got some really, really good pieces moving forward. Maybe not for next season as they, they move out of that college arena and, and get their new arena. I, I do believe the people I've talked to that know hockey a hell of a lot better than I do, they, uh, they are going to be a, a really, really good team. You can already see it with Clayton Keller. He's a, he's a star. Yes. He's a star. And, and you add some of these other young pieces that they have with development, uh, their prospect pool is pretty good. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and then they trade Jacob Chikrin, however. Yeah. Like, it's just, what, it, what, are you, what are you doing? Right. Does it make any sense? But their window is not right now. True. <laughs> but when is it? I was going up in an elevator with Biz Nasty, and I was listening to him on the pregame show in Arizona, and he said, we're in year three of a five-year rebuild. This was five years five ago. Five years ago, yeah. So I'm in the elevator, and I'm like, Biz, I, <laughs> I just heard you on the radio five years for a rebuild. What's up with that? And he goes, hey, got to sell it. Hey. And you know how that is. Look at the Oilers. The Oilers, yeah, finally they're, they're starting to turn the corner. But, hey, Connor, Connor, Connor McDavid, I was going to say Bedard, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have been there a number of years. They weren't a very good team in the first for a long time for, for a long time, yeah. and they had a lot of first-round draft picks that didn't work out. You know as well as I do, and and so yeah, rebuilding is is a lot tougher than just saying we're going to rebuild in in five years. And that's why I always laugh at fans and say, ah oh, yeah, let's blow it up, let's blow it up because that's the best way to do it. Well, blowing things up is easy. Blowing things up is very easy. Any general manager can blow up. A, you know, I could come in as a general manager and blow up a team uh, because if you. <laughs> If you have pieces people yeah. want, it's easy to get rid of them. Now, it's another issue to actually 
how do you set that rebuild? And you need some building blocks. And the building blocks, you know, like Chicago, when they won the Cups, you know, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, you go down the list, and Duncan Keith. There's a reason they build, and that's the same thing with Tampa Bay, that we talked about the building pieces they have. You know, Edmonton now has those building pieces. Calgary did have those building pieces, you know, with Goudreau and Kachuk. Now they're trying to rebuild again. Jake and Airdrie, hang on. I want to get to your question next. And Leaf fans, we're going to talk about them when we come back too. Tonight's games in the NHL and Matthew Barnaby coming up later on in hour two. The great Jock Wilson's with us. We're live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, iHeartRadio, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform. And we are Atlanta's NHL show on WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. PlayNow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. PlayNow.com. Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. Live shot inside Calgary's entertainment destination, the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. I'm, I'm smiling and laughing, obviously because our good friend Jock Wilson's here, but a wonderful text has come in. I like this from Corbin at 902-518-3033. And I want him to answer this too. He says, I love your show and what you do. I'm sending a text from Sylvan Lake and curious if you've got any good memories here as you have so many stories about small towns around Canada, love hearing them. Okay, you think about your best, Jock. I got mine. For one, one of my best friends, or he was, we're not as, uh, I don't see him as much anymore. Shane Willis is from Sylvan Lake, Alberta. You must know Shane, what you talking about, Willis, the Carolina Hurricanes color man. But 
Brian Sutter lives in Sylvan Lake. Cover your ears if you're not a Sutter fan, Chuck. I say this kind of funnily, but I had I had supper at Brian's house, and he had gotten hit that day from behind in his truck, so his neck, <laughs> he was just wincing in pain. I'll never forget. We're having supper. Myself, Curtis Hunt, their son, Sean. Beautiful farmhouse, ranch house. You can imagine, yeah. right? Like 14 feet long supper table. It was like a uh, English manor. And I'm looking around. There was only one hockey item anywhere. Everything else was Western theme, and it was his Jack Adams trophy, Coach of the Year, that he had up on the wall. And and I said, "Put it on T. Can we put it on TSN after supper?" And he goes, "I don't have TSN." You know how Brian talks. <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean you don't have TSN?" And he goes, "I got NHL Center Ice. I don't need the rest. I just watch the games." That was Fair from enough. Brian Fair Sylvan Lake, and I've been invited to go up there to the ball. Uh, you got a new ballpark there. Joe Whitbread is the voice of the Sylvan Lake Gulls, I believe yep. is their name. That's so, correct. yes, Corbin, I have a story for Sylvan Lake. I have a story for almost every town except your hometown. Poos Coopy. <laughs> Poos Coop. Hey, do you want to know my Sylvan Lake story? Please. Yeah. When, when I was uh, doing some uh, sales and marketing at the Olympic Oval, and of course, great speed skating facility here in Calgary, one of the legacy facilities from 1988. I got to know maybe the most famous Sylvan Lake resident. And yet, I don't think anybody in Canada or Sylvan Lake knows who he is. But if you are a speed skating fan, if you follow speed skating in Holland, his name is Everett Van Bentham. Everett Van Bentham is now a dairy farmer in Sylvan Lake. Everett Van Bentham was the last speed skater to win the famous 11 cities in the Netherlands, and he was like the Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky of, of the, uh, unbelievable. Like he <laughs> couldn't walk down the street in any town in 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 the Netherlands or Amsterdam, you name it. He was like a household name, and of course he comes to Sylvan Lake as a dairy farmer. No one knows, you know, who he was, and he came to the Olympic Oval many times because he still skated a little bit. His son was skating at the at the Olympic Oval, and he told some some great stories. But it, there's there's a Sylvan Lake story for you, Ever Van Bentham, and of course comes to Canada because he wanted to get out of the spotlight. There you go, Corbin. Um, Kirk is watching in Saskatoon. He says the effect that Matthias Ekholm has had on the Edmonton Orders has been incredible. Easily the best defenseman since Pronger was there. That's not saying a lot, <laughs> for one. And for two, he's only been there a couple weeks, but I'll agree, he, he is their best defenseman right now. That was a hell of a trade by Ken Holland. Now, so a, a fun chat uh, here today with Jock Wilson about a lot of things. But Jake in Airdrie, big CFL fan, has written in and wants to know why the CFL isn't talked about more on TSN. They're the rights holder of the league. There was a big fight. We discussed it in the break, and I would call it a fight or maybe an argument because, you know, Bob Irving, the Hall of Fame voice of the Blue Bombers, and Dave Naylor, the CFL insider, respect each other immensely. Mm -hmm. But they were arguing over where the Alouettes sale of the Montreal Alouettes went in the Sports Center lineup. The number one topic was the NFL's trade, number one overall, going from Chicago to Carolina, 23 minutes after the hour they get to the Alouettes. Right. Where are you on uh, that argument and why TSN doesn't talk more about the CFL? Well, it would have been higher up in, in, in the lineup for me. It, it really would have been. And, and I don't know what it is about the sports nets, uh, sport uh, networks in this country that really don't care about the Canadian Football League. 
you know, we had St. Patty's Day on Friday, and what was the big uh, controversy where they said, what's your favorite green jersey? Sportsnet and, did, yeah. Yeah, Sportsnet did. And, of course, it was every American team. Mexico, it, yes, ex team exact, Mexico soccer. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, there was no Riders, there was no Elks, and I'm going, okay, Sportsnet, I get it. You're not the, the rights holder, but come on. You're, you're a Canadian sports network. Uh, not the rights holders, but that, that, I thought that was very cheesy on their part, not to at least include the riders, because if you're going to do something like that, it's fun. And I just thought it was a little low class on their part. Uh, TSN, <laughs> that's a big story for the Canadian Football League. I, I really do believe it is, you know. Um, Pierre-Carl Pelladeau, obviously, former politician, you know, a, a true billionaire in this country, you know, and we, we do need nine healthy franchises in this league. And as a rights holder... I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that TSN buried it where they did. You know, because it's, it's, I, I thought it was a big story for this country. Impacts this country more than Carolina getting the number one pick overall. I get it. They're also the NFL rights holders. You know, Bell Media is. I, I, I do get that. But it just it goes back to the old debate, isn't it? You know, uh, you know, people that follow the NFL don't care about the CFL. You can follow both. You can be a fan yeah. of both leagues. You really can be because it's football. And unfortunately, when the networks don't give it the respect and deserve, you know, the, the love it deserves, then I do believe that turns off that younger generation. Go, well, see, even the rights holder doesn't care about it, so why should I care about it? Yeah. Fan, it's a, that is a chicken and the egg situation. It, it really is. There, really too. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, you have to give people what they want. I would talk far more CFL on this show, but it's, you said it yourself, it's a hockey country. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people want. Now, having said that, sorry to say, but with that Carolina Panthers owning the number one overall pick in the NFL, you, I saw you watching us an hour ago sitting yeah. down there. It is a Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf sort of situation setting up here, is it not? Be a lot of drama over that number one overall pick. <laughs> well, you, you make the pick for number one overall you obviously have a player in mind that you are going to select number one overall. And, you know, I, I go back to the 2020 NFL draft. You know, some of the greatest quarterbacks now in the, in the NFL uh, were in that draft. I remember asking Dave Dickinson, head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, who did he like? Did he like Joe Burrow? Did he like Tua? Did he like uh, Justin Herbert? And, and he basically thought Justin Herbert was going to be the best out of that class didn't quite work out that way it's not over yet it's Jock. not over yet it's <laughs> yeah. not over yet uh you know i, I would put my money on on joe burrow but what was the knock on joe burrow the knock on joe burrow that year was his hand was too small like that's because, right i remember that he, he's got a small hand he sh he shouldn't be a number one pick because he's got a and i'm going all the, all the guy does is win and bryce young all the guy does is win. win and win championships heisman trophy winner i like cj stroud if i'm the carolina panthers i'm taking bryce young yeah, well, it's interesting. I'm very closely <laughs> following what's going on in South Florida with the Dolphins, and they've picked up the fifth year of Tua's contract, and they're all Tua crazy down yeah, there. And I'm like, yeah. the last two years, he's only played half the games. I know. And, and it scares the heck out of you with the amount of concussions he's had. Yeah. And, so I'm and a little he got, surprised. He got, in, he got injured, obviously, in college, too. So, you know, why, why do you have injury-prone players? Because you get injured a lot. John in Edmonton says TSN and Sportsnet cover XFL news, but very little CFL or other homegrown leagues. I haven't seen any XFL coverage on TSN no. at all. Zero. Uh, Rich in Edmonton says NFL interest has surpassed the CFL in Canada. That's just a fact. Agree or disagree? 
Unfortunately, I would have to agree with it. Um, and, and I have a lot of younger friends. Believe me, I'm old. But uh, the younger fans, they seem to care more about the NFL. And that, that goes back to a discussion you and I were having off the air. Uh, the, the CFL and a lot, of, a lot of leagues have the issue. How do you attract that younger demographic? And I, I love what the NFL did with their partnership with Nickelodeon and the slime and you get the kids involved. And we just saw the NHL have that game against Washington and the New York Rangers, the animation. Yeah. You know, that was that was a live game that they, you know, really wanted to attract the, the younger demographic. And I, I'm not a smart enough guy when it comes to marketing to know how you can change that for the CFL. But it's an issue. It's, it's a serious issue. I would agree. 902-518-3033, the number to text us here. A few moments left here with Jock, and I'll say about five minutes left with Jock. And I, Matthew Barnaby's coming up next. He is hockey guy, obviously, died in the wool. But I remember him saying about a year ago, he goes, I can't name you one CFL player. And on one side, I'm like, well, that's a you problem, Barney. But on the other side, I'm like, you do live in Ottawa. You do watch TSN. So maybe the league needs to be more. Because why am I not really into the XFL? I don't know who the players are. Until it's been shoved in my face. Oh, Josh Gordon's there. Oh, um, Ben DiNucci's there. They do have some players. But you're not really watching XFL? No. You know, I'm really not. Although the one thing I'll say I like what the XFL has done is with their instant replays, how they take you to the command center, they take you inside the command center, you actually hear the dialogue between, you know, the on-field officials and the command center. That's the one thing I do like about the, uh, the XFL. I think all, all teams, uh, all leagues should adopt that. Uh, fantastic. But no, I must admit, uh, the XFL, not quite on my radar just yet. The games tonight, and I'll ask you, although you might be biased, what is the game of the night in the National Hockey League. There are only five. Ottawa at Pittsburgh, Florida at Detroit, Chicago at Colorado, San Jose at Edmonton, Flames at Kings. Well, obviously, Flames and Kings is very important. And we talked about it uh, when, when we came on about an hour ago. The Calgary Flames are four points out of a playoff spot. The Calgary Flames now um, have one game in hand on the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets have really gone into the tank recently. I I, I was ready to write off the the Calgary Flames and write the obit last week, especially after the loss to Anaheim. But the Winnipeg Jets have kept the Calgary Flames in the hunt. They have given Flames fans and the Flames organization hope. But the Calgary Flames have to take care of their own business. This is going to be a tough game for them tonight. Uh, I like Los Angeles team. I think they're a very, very good team. And, uh, you know, Calgary's been getting points. But they've been, you know, they're, they're, they're not good in overtime. What, 14, uh, you know, overtime losses this year. All those loser points they've let get away. The fact that they can't hold the lead. I'm curious to see how the Calgary Flames respond tonight. And uh, if they win, if they win, yeah, you know what, you have 10 games left. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. For a day or two, people yes, will be on the bandwagon. Exactly. Band exactly. Uh, Craig know. Smith, our director of scouting, says, Flames at Kings. Uh, that's his. Uh, Rich Rich in Edmonton says Jets and Flames in a turtle race, which, by the way, is our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who will make the playoffs? When, when's the World ba- Baseball Classic final? Uh, tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow night. Okay. so Yeah, USA is yeah. waiting uh, in the final. Um, but an, an emerging story, and I think that people aren't talking about it because it's the Florida Panthers and Paul Maurice, but they're hot. 
they're rolling. And I just wonder if Pomo is going to have the last laugh in this whole thing. They say he who laughs last laughs best. Mm -hmm. And if the Jets tank and the Panthers make a run, <laughs> good for Pomo. Well, good for Paul. What has Paul ever won, though? That's what they say in Florida. When they hired him, the fans were like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. What's I, like, he ever won? Don't get me wrong. He's got a great coaching resume. He's, he's, he's coached an awful lot in this league, and he's done well. But, you know, he, he's a guy that did quit on the Winnipeg Jets last year, and he realized his message wasn't, uh, wasn't getting through anymore. I thought that was uh, noble. You don't? I, I, I don't like any quitters. Fair. Now, Jock, you dropped that now, and we only got a couple minutes. I, I, I honestly, I don't know him, but I thought it was noble. He's like, hey, they need a new voice. I'm out. Yeah. So I'm sure there was more, well, then, and I think there was more why, to the story. Yeah, why did he make that decision when he did? He should have, If he really felt that way, he should have quit at the start of the season and let somebody come in, not, not halfway through. So. Yeah. Okay, they tell me that Matthew Barnaby's logged in. So, Barney, maybe Barney knows when he comes back. But I'm thinking, stop. Look what he's doing getting out of Kachuk. Look what he's getting out of certain guys there. Yeah. Well, that was the team that underachieved all season long, and now they're in a playoff hunt. Yeah, and, and I don't know what he did. To do it. And, hey, good on him. Jocko. Good on him. I go to those Panthers games. They are playing that their life depends on every shift, man. Yeah. Like, their pants are on fire. That's got to be coaching, you know? Yeah. He's doing something right. Expectations were high in Florida, were they not? V sky high. And sky they were still high. below and, and, what and they, they didn't are. Live up to those. Same with Calgary. Expectations were very high. And, you know, we talked about coaching off the top with Calgary. So, hey, good coaches find a way. They do, and the story in none of these places has been written yet. But I guess the point exactly. is Pomo couldn't get the Jets to play like their life depended on it. And they... Apparently, Rick Bonus can't either, the way that it's going now. So I don't know what the answer is. But, uh, Jocko, can we bring you back here? We're going to be here two months. So Anytime, be cool friend. with that. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Jock Wilson from QR Radio Calgary. QR Calgary. Matthew Barnaby in next. He's got so much to say, and I can't wait to hear all of it. Famed NHL fighter. 18th all-time in penalty minutes, by the way. There and I go. don't think that'll ever be challenged. Matthew Barnaby and next. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and WQEE, The Key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It's where the action is. Great Eagle Resort and Casino on the Sutina Nation, Calgary's entertainment destination. Matthew Barnaby played 834 NHL games with the Sabres, Penguins, Lightning, Rangers, Avalanche, Blackhawks, and Stars. And he joins us now. I'm just so pleased that we got to be friends over the years. And Barney, you got to say this. You love Western Canada. I know you've come out here for events and stuff. What was it like playing the road games in the Saddledome? And in Rexall back in the day, you must have loved it because they love hockey out here so much. First of all, uh, nice being on, and I'm glad we're friends as well. Uh, you're teasing me with the casino, I might have to go play cards now later on this afternoon. You know, you're, you're a man after my heart, uh, <laughs> seeing that as the intro. Uh, Playing play Western Canada is awesome, man. I, I always cherish those trips going out there and, you know, at the start of my career, going to Winnipeg, which I'm going to on Wednesday for a Mike Keen event. And then I'm headed to Edmonton next month. But 
uh, having the chance to play in, in the Saddle Dome and and Rexall was really, really cool. Some really good teams. And anytime you went out that that way, uh, it was just fun. It's, it's always fun to play in Canada when I played in the States my whole career. It's just so different, you know, playing on Hockey Night in Canada and how big a deal it is to all Canadians. So uh, absolutely love Western Canada. It's been, uh, I've got to know it a lot more since I've retired because you have a lot more time on your hands when you get to travel out that way. Oh, it's awesome out here. <laughs> Like the East, the fans are living and dying with their teams up and down. And holy smokes. And let me ask you this. Since the trade deadline, some teams have been really good and some teams have been really bad. Who do you feel improved their team the most and has set themselves up for, uh, for themselves, hopefully a good Stanley Cup run? Yeah, a lot of teams have really made a lot of, you know, uh, additions to their lineup. And I equate it to going back to Colorado, going for it. And, I think that's really important for, for people in, whether you're trying to just to make the playoffs or making a run to the Stanley Cup. It's that belief that you get in that that shot of adrenaline within the locker room when, when a GM uh, makes those moves. And I heard you talking before I came on a few minutes before just about Florida, how disappointing they have been all year long. 7-2-1 in their last 10 games, making that push, uh, really allowing a, a team like, you know, Winnipeg that that that's allowed the Calgarys to get back into it uh, in, in the in, in the eastern part of it. You know, Florida has really called their, their way back in. And you just look at teams that, you know, are going to contend for a Stanley Cup, and you have to go back to Colorado on the western side. And the east is just an absolute juggernaut. I don't think anyone's done better than the Boston Bruins. Uh, you just watch them play every single night. You know, when it takes a little time to gel, but, you know, the additions of, of, of a Bertuzzi to that lineup, a Pavel Zaka at the start of the year, the way he has uh, really performed 25 goals, I, I believe, and uh, guys just playing for less money. Uh, it's just been incredible to watch. So Eastern Conference is going to be tough. Uh, who's going to come out of that first round? Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I still want to see a change to one through eight or one through 16, whatever that may be. But a lot of good teams in the East, and uh, it's going to be a lot easier, I think, in the West, whether you're Dallas or the Colorado Avalanche. I just want to clarify, by the way, on the Florida thing. I was pumping their tires. Jock was down on him, and it almost got him playing so well. And I want to say, like he was saying that he, you know, he quit on Winnipeg. Eh, it's all wording. But maybe there was more there than what meets the eye. I don't think we can discount what he's done with the Panthers, whether they make the playoffs or not. He He's a really good coach. He's a really good guy. And to me, and just watching his press conferences over the year and getting to know him a little bit from going to All-Star Games and, and working at different outlets, interviewing him, I just really appreciate, appreciate his honesty. There's usually more when a coach quits, uh, resigns from a team, than, than meets the eye. There's stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Listen, I was coaching a junior A hockey team, just kind of helping out as a side gig to, to, to help out. And I left the team five weeks in just because our 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 ideologies on how to coach a team uh, were completely different. So there's a lot more that meets the eye a lot of times, but we can't underestimate uh, how good a coach he is and how good a guy he is. For sure, that should mean something. Um, Allie in Texarkana writes in and she says, loved watching Matthew playing for my stars. By the way, Barney, I'm writing, I'm writing, reading your book as we go. I'm savoring it as we go. I didn't want to be the guy that read it all in a weekend. But your career ended in Dallas. That was a tough, 
That was a tough read for me. Says nothing of what it must have been like for you when you said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, it really was. And it, it brings a lot of emotions. Every athlete wants to kind of end on their own terms. And, you know, you want to ride off into the sunset after winning a Stanley Cup. And I, I signed in Dallas. Great time there. I really enjoyed my, even though it was only one year, it could have been could have been longer if I didn't, didn't break down. But in the end, uh, my family, my kids were more important than, than, than playing the game that I absolutely love. So it was emotional when you fight as much as I did, almost 200 fights or just a little over uh, 200 fights in the National Hockey League. You're, 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 you're going to take your blows. And uh, it caught up to me. My last couple of fights that I had, Sean Thornton, uh, Josh Gratton, it was kind of the same way that I fought for, for the 15 years that I played. Take some punches, give some punches, probably have to take a few more than than I give uh, to have a, a chance at winning because the guys were a little bit bigger. And I last two times I, I fought, I got concussions and you know couldn't see out of my left eye at one point uh, for a little bit, was, was very sick and nauseous. And when I met with the doctors, uh, the long-term effects, certainly the cumulative punches that take place were certainly going to have an effect on me. So made the decision. It was the toughest one I've ever had to make. But uh, Dallas was an awesome spot. Well, you know what? Um, 26 years, my dad worked for the Stars. And to hear what you said about how Dave Tippett handled that whole situation with class, absolute class, uh, just it, it underscored everything that I knew about him and the and the Stars organization. But let me wind this up with some fun stories about your book. You're not a Dominic Kashuk fan. You're a huge Ted Nolan fan. Kind of gives you an idea where I'm at in the book. Uh, man, that was a fun read. Talk about Nolan and how much you love him and why. I, you know what, I, I came in and I, I was kind of caught in the crossfires because, you know, John Muckler was there and, and was one of the guys that, was instrumental in, in drafting me and giving me a chance. Even though I was up and down my first couple of years between the minors and there was a lockout in 94, Ted Nolan was hired as coach and really solidified me as, as a top nine guy, an everyday guy in the National Hockey League and loved my style, uh, loved my personality, didn't try to change who I was as a person uh, or as a hockey player. Just helped me you know, become a better person and, and a better hockey player. Uh, along the way so you know when Dominic Hasek and and that whole thing went down with with John Muckler um, really kind of jockeying for control of the team it kind of split our team into to uh, one half with with Pat LaFontaine being on Ted Nolan's side John Muckler taking probably the best player in the National Hockey League for a great number of years six to seven uh, in Dominic Hasek and kind of splitting uh, how we were as, as a team. So uh, I can really say that Dominic Hasek is the best goaltender I've ever seen in my life. Uh, better than Patrick Waugh, better than Marty Brodeur, and this is no diss to them. I just played in front of the best. But personality-wise, uh, teammate-wise, the way he treats people in general uh, certainly didn't align with the way that I treat people or that I expect people to treat people. And when you're maliciously trying to get someone fired, it uh, doesn't play well with me. So uh, Dominic, great player, person, eh, not so much.
Hey, by the way, uh, Allie in Texarkana, she says, I'm going to have to check out his book. So I have to get the details, Barney, and where she can get it. Jeff in Winnipeg says, when I see the alternate Buffalo head jersey of the Sabres, I think Matthew Barnaby. <laughs> From Arlen Bruce, the, Arlen Bruce III, if you remember him, a CFL great, two-time Great Cup champion. He says, thank you for speaking on concussion symptoms. They are real and frightening at times. That's from AB3. And let me just say this. Was it Lindy Ruff that challenged... No, who was it that challenged you to fight? To go out... out of uh, Lindy fight? Ruff. What? Yeah, I was going through these trade demands and a lot of it started because... And I, I think I was a little immature at the time, even though I had kids and that. Uh, you know, when someone gets fired in, in a job or whatever it may be, you know, I was always very loyal. I was loyal to my junior coach. And when he got fired, I asked to get traded. When Teddy got fired, they brought in Lindy Ruff and I asked to get traded just because I felt a loyalty that, uh, that, that was there for that guy that gave me an opportunity. And that's just the way I've always been. Maybe it's the way I brought up in a single parent family and uh, just good people uh, that are let go for, for no reason. I just don't think there's right and you have to stand up for them. Having said that, you're in a business, you're getting paid a lot of money and I was a Buffalo Saber. So Lindy and myself for a year and a half went through our trials and tribulations, our ups, our downs. Uh, and, and he was kind of an arrogant coach at the start, a very good coach, but a kind of an arrogant coach. And it came to fruition one day, he benched me in Tampa the night before. Uh, I literally put a, a, a white flag, a, a white towel on my, uh, on my stick as I was benched. And he came in and apologized after the game that he shouldn't have benched me. And I was like, you know, screw you. And Rob Ray had overheard. So I called on Rob and said, you heard it. And Rob was like, no, I didn't hear a word, man. Not, not, not a word for me. So Lindy came over and he goes, what do you want? And he smashed a stick over my skull. And I just stood up. I said, uh, I think I called him Cindy Fluff at the time. And I said, hey, Cindy, let's go like 15 kilometers out of town. Let's settle this somewhere else in a schoolyard, wherever it may be. But you're not intimidating. And then he goes, what do you want? I said, I want to be traded. And I went upstairs and uh, went into the, the room with Darcy Revere, asked for a trade. It was still another calendar year until they ended up trading me. But uh, it was some crazy, crazy times in, in Buffalo. We used to yeah. call it the schmozzle. The schmozzle, a debacle every single day. Guys fighting in the room, but also a team that played very hard for each other. I have to say that. How about that? Yeah, and uh, it's all in the book, and... Rick, you're saying, Matthew, I'll give you $50,000 if you don't run Dominic Hasek on the first day of training camp. It's, <laughs> who would believe this stuff? Amazon, the best place to go for her to get the book? Uh, Amazon, uh, to go there, yeah, you can get everything from Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, my wife says all the time, uh, anything you need, Jeffrey Bezos has it. Uh, if you want a signed copy, uh, you can go to my email, uh, MatthewBarnaby3636 at Gmail. Contact me there, and we can get a signed copy that way. Uh, but Amazon has everything. There you go. Barney, thanks for the time, as always, and the entertainment. Keep it up. Talk soon. You're, you're the man. Cheers. Keep up the awesome work, man. Thanks, man. Number 36, Matthew Barnaby, joining us from the nation's capital. Audience takeover next in overtime. Stay with us here on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. PlayNow.com A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. PlayNow.com Must be 19+. plus. Use your game sense. All right, everybody, we're back here. We are back here for overtime live from that spot, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Don't mind me. I'm just updating the uh, our Instagram story. If you want to know what it is, go have a look right now at the Rod Peterson Show on Instagram. Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and uh, the National Hockey League. Here's a sports update on this Monday. Team Canada 2-1 and one after two days of action at the World Women's Curling Championship in Sweden plays two games today. I guess a morning contest. Is it over now? Against 2-1 and one Italy and then tonight against 1-2 and two Scotland. Canada skipped by Kerry Anerson of Gimli, Manitoba. Played twice Sunday, losing 8-7 to the United States and bouncing back with a 9-6 decision over Norway. If that morning game's complete, which it probably is, I apologize. Mexico and Japan will play tonight in the second semifinal of the World Baseball Classic. The winner will advance to Tuesday's final against the defending champion USA, which polished off Team Cuba 14-2 in Sunday night's semifinal in a round shown on game television danny lee of new zealand birdied his final two holes for a two under 69 and then won live golf tucson on the second hole of a four-man playoff sunday lee finished at nine under 275 and got into the playoff with carlos ortiz brendan Steele, and louis osthausen the sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters, March 24th. John Wick, Chapter 4, starring Keanu Reeves. John Wick takes on his most lethal adversaries yet in the upcoming fourth installment of the series. With the price on his head ever increasing, Wick takes his fight against the high table global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld from New York to Paris to Osaka to Berlin. Okay, so we'll, yeah, buddy, we'll wind this up. Let me uh, hang on. We call it viewer takeover here. And I'm not going to say who it is. But somebody wrote in here, they found out that we're going to have Theron Fleury on the air on Wednesday here at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. And uh, the exchange was brief. He says, oh, great, conspiracy theorist Theo coming on this week. Why do you guys keep giving that guy a platform to spew his lies and utter nonsense? The RP show is better than that. Well, I encouraged him to please don't watch. Thanks. And he said he won't. That was easy. How about that? Theron Fleury here Wednesday live, and we expect a large show of theo fans uh i've got things to get signed by if you <laughs> if there's things in life you don't like easy don't partake in them but don't spread your anti-inclusion here okay thanks corbin writes back from sylvan lake he was asking about any humorous stories that jock wilson and i might have had about 
his hometown of Sylvan Lake, Alberta. I told mine about Brian Sutter. Jock told his about the dairy farmer, former speed skater. And uh, Corbin writes that he says, thank you so much for the response, guys. It was absolutely grinning ear to ear the whole time you guys were talking about Sylvan. If you get a chance, the ballpark is an amazing spot to go. Nothing major league, but an amazing thing they're building here for baseball in central Alberta. I'll be texting much more. Have a great day, Rod. That's from Corbin. Thank you. He's very clearly watching on Game Plus television. Last minute of play in hour one. Allie in Texarkana says, great show today, Rod. Have a great Monday. You too, Allie. From Kevin the Medium says, I might not agree with Theo, but I don't ever try censoring anyone. That's the point. Oh, and we started this. <laughs> Jeff the Stams fan says, I don't mean to be critical, but something is off with the lighting. There's discoloration on Rod's face. Maybe it's just my face. Have you thought about that? But between... A band that was in here all weekend, another podcast, a different backdrop, different lighting. Um, it's Calgary's entertainment destination. There's a lot going on here. So we tried to figure it out just before the show here today. We didn't get it perfect, but we got it good enough. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. I have no idea who we're going to have, but I know it's going to be great. See you at noon Eastern on Game Plus, YouTube, and here on The Key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>